slides. Otherwise, you can turn yourself in your chair in such a way that you won't have a neck injury tomorrow. <coughs> I had a conversation with some elders of, from Josh Jen this morning, and they also interesting things. And they said that there's this one lady in their church. She and her friend fast 40 days every year. Um, so if I can just break your brain a bit and say what is possible, because everybody's moaning after two days, but it's really only your body. Richard Foster says it's our your body is just like a little child and he's not used to having his sweeties, but he'll be fine. So, you'll be fine. All right. Um, <coughs> what is fasting? Fasting is a voluntary denial of an otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. Functioning is a voluntary denial of an otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. So most of the time when we speak about fasting, we obviously speak about fasting food. Um, and that's what it is most of the time. Uh, the different kinds of fasts, quickly, so it can be um, a dry fast. When we speak of a dry fast, it means no food and water, like Jesus in the desert. Um, Water-only fast, this is what we typically do, what we did right now. Oh, Yeah. And then there's Daniel type or other partial types fast, like I'm not going to um, be on my phone for three days or something like that. can be a fast as well. So that's what it is. Why do we fast? Um, a few things. Jesus said in Matthew 9, um, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. That's uh, on a question that the, was put to him on why his disciples are not fasting like the Pharisees and even John's disciples. And so we know Jesus fasted, right? Very long. And he says that when he's gone, his disciples will fast. So if we imitate us of Christ and we listen to this, then it means we'll fast. So that's part of our journey. That's part of, it's been part of the Christian way of life for the past uh, 2,000 years. And um, it's a spiritual discipline that um, has been with us from before then and after then, after Jesus as he announced it as well. Jesus also said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I believe that fasting is a faithful reminder of exactly that. It is, it is actually declaring our desire and dependence on God as the one who sustains us before anything else. We're actually saying, God, you sustain us even before food sustains us. You sustain us. It's a faithful declaration that says, you're the one that sustains me. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. So then we should be receiving every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's, that's the most precious thing that we can receive. Then we say, oh, not even food, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Shema. Remember? Shema. Remember? 
Remember one thing is necessary. Remember Shema. Remember this. This thing that's more important than food. And it's to hear every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm going to read you a few quotes. Um, Derek Prince said, Fasting deals with the two great barriers to the Holy Spirit that are erected by man's carnal nature. These are the stubborn self-will of the soul and the insistent self-gratifying appetites of the body. Do you get that? Richard Foster said, referring to Matthew 7, 21, he said, Fasting can bring breakthroughs in the spiritual realm that will never happen in any other way. As Jesus said, however, this kind does not, out, does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There's some spiritual breakthroughs that only comes through fasting. Um, John Wesley said, First, let fasting be done unto the Lord. Sometimes we do it for ourselves, right? We'll be speaking about that a bit later. Let fasting be done unto the Lord with our eyes singly fixed on Him. Let our intention herein be this and this alone, to glorify our Father which is in heaven. Is that why we fast? I think that's... Why we should fast. Our seasons of fasting, Charles Spurgeon, our seasons of fasting and prayer at the tabernacle have been high days indeed. Never has heaven's gates stood wider. Never have our hearts been nearer to the central glory. We fast to be close to God. We fast to glorify God. We fast to break shackles, strongholds, yokes. Now I want to read for us Isaiah 58, verse 1 to 12, and we're going to just spend a little bit of time on that specifically. Um, and we'll see a couple more beautiful things when it comes to fasting. Because often we fast for ourselves. I've realized this fast, I've realized what in... unfortunate thing it is that we so often think that we fast for ourselves. And the reason we sometimes fast is for me, right? Let's read. I want you to actually close your eyes and just connect with the Father. Just connect with the Father and I'm going to read for us. Shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. This is God speaking to Isaiah, saying what he should say to the people of Israel. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forgot, for, forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? 
Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you, ple as you please. Yet on, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. And exploit all your workers. And your fasting ends in quarreling and strife. And in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day that acceptable to the Lord? Is this not the kind of fast that I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing of the finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of the broken walls, restorer of the streets with dwellings. We read that they, the Israelites, um, they fasted because they wanted something from God, while they were not willing to change their ways in it. So the fasting was this religious thing where they suffered themselves and humbled themselves to turn God's arm to get what they want, while continuing with their lives the way that they want to do it. We understand full well that that's not a good idea. And that fasting is not to show piety or to turn God's arm in our favor so we can finally get what we want. Or that thing that we've been trusting for, well, God hasn't been giving it to me, so now I'm going to fast and then I'm going to get it. We see that that's not the vibe. When you fast, then you do whatever you please. That's not the vibe. But then we read what fasting is all about. And so interesting that fasting has got nothing to do with you. Did you hear that? The fasting that God has chosen is actually the fast. <laughs> Let me read it again. To lose the change of injustice. There's a lot of injustice around us. To untie the cords of the yoke. 
to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. It seems that fasting is about, should be about the fast that God chose. is not the fast to try to turn God's arm for your sake, but it's the fast that looks outside of yourself. It's like, God, we need to see justice. We need to see the oppressed go free. We need to see the yoke broken. We need to see the hungry fed. And what happens then to you? Your light breaks forth like the dawn. Your healing comes quickly. Then God hears you. Then God touches you. Then God delivers you. Then all those things that you had in the back of your mind that you're wrestling with, they come then. But I think we often flip it around, don't we? And fast for what we really need. What God is saying, let me take care of you. I do that better. And you come and you be like me. Imitate me and pour out your heart for those around you. Are you with me? What a powerful scripture. Then often we say, but okay, fair enough. My motivation is not, is not that. My motivation was wrong. My motivation is wrong. Um, I want to fast regularly, but I realize now that maybe it's because I want to become a spiritual superstar or whatever. And you can easily fall into the trap then of thinking, oh, shucks, I'm not going to go through with my weekly fasting plan anymore because I realized my motives was wrong. And I want to speak just a little bit about motives. We sometimes stop doing things that God calls us to do when we realize our motives are not right. And we should be very careful for that. It's a, it's, it's a weapon that the accuser uses against you to stop you from doing the things you're called to do. He would say, hey, you're going to fast now. You, you, you're going to lose some weight, isn't it? Isn't that great? Oh, is that your motive? Oh, my. Shucks, now I'm not, I, I don't think I'm ready for the fast. My motive is wrong. And what happens? The devil gets you to not fast. And be strangled in your off motive. It's not going to go anywhere, right? With just without fasting. You want to go witnessing, and then the accuser sometimes comes and says, "Oh, you want to prove yourself to the church. You want to be someone. You want you want people to see, right? Yeah, I do want people to see. Shucks. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to go witnessing. But how about? That moment where God stirred you for it in church and you were so excited for it. But now on your way or after three times, you stop because somehow you're convinced that your motives are not right. And we stop. Missions. Oh, I wanted to go, but then I realized I just actually want to see miracles and that's not the right motivation. Or I just want to go and see Europe and that's not the right motivation. Or I want to join the band because then... The girls will see me. Shucks. Not my right time for the band. I should get over that. 
young single men, you'd always want the girls to see you. Single ladies, you'd always want the guys to see you. It's just how it is. Okay, that's maybe the best motivation on this page. But anyway. When these things happen, I want to speak into this specifically. This is not part of the fasting thing, but it, it aligns. When these things happen, you don't stop what you're called to do by God because your motives isn't right. You do what you're called to do. You repent of what you see. You say, thank you, accuser, for, say, for speaking the truth. And you say, oh, now I can repent and trust God that I will grow as I go. We grow as we go in obedience to God. Because if God would open up our eyes to see how wretched our motives are, actually, we'd not do anything. And when you enter full-time ministry with me, then you'd realize that many Sundays I shouldn't, I shouldn't preach. But that's the reason why you fall on your face and say, God, help me, a wretched sinner that you have chosen. And then you do it through the bad motives. Are you with me? So don't ever be stopped by your bad motives again. Just repent as you walk and see God come through in it. Amen? Okay. That's a specific word that I added in here. That's a, I really believe that's for a few of us and will set us free and also challenge us. Back to fasting. Um, let's get practical. So we've heard about what... God loves about it, what other guys have said about it, and that we are to do it somehow. Um, so let's get a practical on it. Uh, just a few practical things I think can really help. It's important that we be clear on the reason why you fast. Um, if you have a weekly rhythm or a monthly rhythm or whatever, if you do not, I highly advise that you, that you get it, try it, a weekly or a monthly rhythm. Um, and as you start fasting, fasting becomes a lot easier, and it's really not such a big thing. The little little baby body inside of you grows up, and he realizes he can take a lot more than what you thought. Um, but so it can be for intercessory purposes for something or someone that's 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 really struggling. That seems, according to Isaiah 58, like a very good reason. It can be for personal victory and breakthrough and corporate breakthrough for intimacy and faith. You're just desiring to be with God. You need to break down these walls that has come between you. That's good. Um, Jesus said, while the bridegroom is with them, they will not fast. But when I'm away, they will fast. So there's something of that longing for that closeness that they had being with them that we will, we now have that longing. And one of the reasons, I guess, why we fast as well. And when you then realize, well, I am actually like me. This morning when I spoke to the Josh Jen elders, I mean, so far guys really want Josh Jen guys to think that they're cool and vice versa. So it kind of came out that we're also fasting now. I got in, in the car afterwards. I was like, God, I need to grow in humility. What's wrong with me? I'm not going to break the fast then because I'm an idiot. I'm going to repent and say, thank you, God, that you still use me, right? So we never do it to gain status or favor. And when you realize you do, you just repent. 
rather than to try and justify to yourself that you're not, or to accept woefully that you are. Both of them aren't helpful, get you stuck in religion. How to next? It's okay, so you've decided why you want to fast, and hopefully it's to break the chains of injustice that's binding our nation and the things around us that's happening. It's through prayer and fasting that our nation has made it through a lot of stuff that no one thought it would make it through. And it seems like we need some people praying and fasting again to see us through the next few ch of chapters. I don't know if it speaks to Eskom when it says, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Your, your, your night will become like the noonday. Your light will rise in the darkness. <coughs> Maybe. All right, so after you've decided what for, for Eskom, then we, you, you, you can decide, okay, so what is the type and duration of fast I'm going to do? Um, so like I said, there's a dry fast, no water or food, water fast, you only drink water or a Daniel type fast where you only eat fruit and vegetables um, or something else. Like go away for a weekend and eat and whatever, but put your phone away just for a few days. I think many of us might get more withdrawal symptoms from putting our phone away for three days than what we would with food. Um, and then with regards to the duration, Start with one day fast and then build it up. It's really not that bad. Richard Foster says between 10 and 21 days, you might feel, you might sometimes not feel that great, but it's really fine. Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's going to, nothing's going to go wrong except when something does go wrong. And you should speak to your doctor about if you feel, if you've got heavy feelings, if you've, if, if you've got, if you feel very sick after three days or whatever, just speak to your doctor and see if you're okay fasting or not. But most people can do 21 to 40 days with only water, and you'll be fine. Um, you will be. It's like, it's a mind thing. I haven't done it. I haven't done 40 days, and I will not do it unless I feel, I, I feel God. If I walk into that Tani from Josh Jane tomorrow who does the 40-day thing. <laughs> I will ask for another sign. <laughs> um, it was Derek Prince who said, if you spend a week fasting, this will probably have a substantial effect on the course of your life. I like that. If you spend a week fasting, it'll probably have a substantial effect on the course of your life. There's many times where we need a substantial effect on the course of our lives. But you know what? In reading that, I'm just reminded again that many of these writers, all of them actually, um, I, I, asked, I asked, asked Chat GBT to take all Charles Spurgeon, Richard Foster, and James and Franklin's teachings on f fasting into consideration and write me something. And most of their things are about like personal stuff, 
breakthrough, intimacy with God, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's great, but I do read another narrative in Isaiah 58. After which we see God breaking through. So I've had a change of mind. After that, we prepare physically and practically. So you can ask your doctor if you've got any concerns. Um, and you can stop when your headache, when your symptoms exceed manageable headaches from a coffee withdrawal, tiredness, or dizziness. If it gets too bad, just, just stop it. Um, there's also that stupid religious thing that when you start and you feel and you're like vomiting and you're falling over and you think, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm breaking the fast. What n just nonsense. Just break the fast. Well, like sometimes halfway through, you will have lunch with a friend that's not saved and you'll just hear the Holy Spirit say, eat. I don't be like this now. And you eat. Okay, so just be free from that thing. Um, anyway, you've got dinner invites and stuff like that. Just plan it well. Just plan ahead and communicate well without being like me and letting the just gen guys know that I'm fasting. So just check your heart in what you communicate to who, but plan it well. Um, then how to, so spiritual activity during a fast, what do you do? Well, you read more Bible than usual, and you pray more than usual. So a good habit is to whenever you feel hungry or you realize that you're fasting, you just start praying in tongues. That's a great thing. A lot of old habits that I've had, like stupid habits, like at u u university, I would always, when I exit the race, I would think, okay, I'm going to guess how many steps I'm going to take until I enter the classroom, and I'm like, 571, and then I would count my steps all the way to the classroom. Stupid stuff like that also. At some stage, I felt the Holy Spirit say, when that thought comes up, just start praying in tongues. Way better. Whatever games you're playing in your head, or whatever, you realize, oh, I'm hungry from the fasting, just start praying in tongues. Later, it becomes an automatic response, and it's just way better and connects you to the divine. Um, set Prayer times aside and join uh, corporate prayer times. That's why we're doing it. So just let you obey. And do not mere as you fast. Physical activity. You can work and live as normal. You can exercise. I was, I was jogging on Monday morning. You can go for your jogs. I wouldn't do high intensity interval training while you fast because you're body needs the proteins and stuff to recover from stuff that's put strain on your muscles. But you can go for walks and jogs and swims and whatever and continue with life as usual. Um, it's really not that bad. Um, and then when you end a fast, <coughs> you thank God that you can eat again. Uh, you thank God for what He has done and what He will do, knowing that a lot of the breakthrough comes after the fight. Okay? A lot of ugly sometimes come out while you're fasting. Richard Foster also says, that's great. Then you see what's in you. And then you can bring it to God and He can, he, he can take it away. 
guys. So if you feel like a failure because you are a horrible human being while you're fasting, that's fantastic. While you fast, your body is also like getting rid of toxins and your soul as well. So it's not that bad. The breakthrough often comes after the fast. Communion, we always end it with communion. It's not a rule in scripture. I just somehow think that's a great idea. Um, if you have a one-day fast, you can just eat anything after that. Don't worry too much about what you eat. But if you have a long, dry fast, just begin with water. Wait a while. Have a bit of fruit or vegetables. Wait a while. Eat something. Uh, longer water fast, the same. Eat something light. Wait a while. Eat whatever. Um, Daniel type fast, I don't think it really matters how you break it. But you can just sometimes get very nauseous if you just start eating the wrong things right after a long fast. So, Especially if you're not used to it. Okay. So some practical handles. Um, any... Any questions? Any any questions? Practicals? Spiritual, biblical, otherwise? Yes, I do use chat GBT. Um, Retief asked me if we can design a survey on on money and mammon and our alignment to the teachings of the Bible, and that was very easy to um, get and do as well. So it works really well, just saves me time. But anyway, on fasting, anyone? I really answer everything that you ever wanted to know about about fasting. So let's start building these habits. Um, spiritual disciplines is they they are of absolutely no use to know about, but they are of eternal value to do if you do them. So, in our contention for the kingdom to come and our intentionality to grow, I think weekly or monthly habits are incredible. Um, and I'd really advise you to build them in as we build in other like sabbath um and last year we also did fasting sabbath word of god and prayer or the other way around as the four we're going to do the same this year because we want to we want to get it in not only in our heads but not only in our hearts but into action and start walking it out and start having it as part of our lives and start making it the thing that we do and we pick up from each other and learn from each other. So we are going to maybe even continue with it next year. I'm not sure. Um, interesting just that right after verse 12 that I just read, the whole thing about fasting, chapter 13 goes on and says, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight um, and the Lord's holy day, what, 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 then there's another form of light that will break forth, it seems. Um, you'll find your joy in the Lord. That's a good promise. So we'll get to fasting next time at Big Group. Um, I want you to have a conversation with each other. If you've got no questions, just have a conversation with those around the table. Say there's one or two things that you've maybe picked up that was quite cool that you've learned. 
and what's in your heart to implement. Um, if you want to do a three-day fast every week, don't tell people. They're going to think t too much of you, and you're going to enjoy that too much. So don't do that, but I tell them all the other things that maybe that you've picked up from this, um, and I'll give you about six minutes for that, and then we'll close in prayer. Enjoy. All right. I really would like you to continue the conversations. I did say six minutes, so I am going to pray for us so that whoever wants to go can go. But if I just stopped you halfway through your conversation, you can continue with that right now. Um, let us pray and close this evening. Father, we thank you that you were here with us. Jesus, Holy Spirit, you commune with us. We thank you for this beautiful time that we could draw near to you. I pray for the victories to come and that we would see you break through in our nation, in our city, in our church, in our lives. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you all. Have a fantastic evening and hope to see you on Sunday. Please continue your conversations if you were still busy.